0: Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Liverpool Comedy Improvcast with me, Ian Luke-Jones. This is where we get to know the people who make up the LCI community and today's guest is the positively delightful Helen Doyle. This podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and wherever you get your podcasts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and subscribe to the show to help give us a boost and get our name out there. Now it's time to go off script and find out Helen's true story about making stuff up. Okay, please welcome to the podcast. It's this week's guest, Helen. Welcome, Helen.
1: Hello, everyone. Hello, Ian.
0: Hello. Well, thank you for joining me on the podcast. I'm really looking forward to this chat.
1: Me too. And thanks for having me on.
0: Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, So you're someone that I've, I've not had a lot. Of interactions with on the improv circuit, but we have uh, been in a few sessions together, so I'm familiar with a bit of your work. Yes. <laughs> Plus, I've seen you. I've seen some of the ten-minute scenes you've done with other people. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I like I like what I see. So I'm excited to get to chat to you and find out all the things that make you tick improv-wise. Uh, so I'm going to begin with. A question I like to ask everyone on a podcast: How did you get involved with Liverpool Comedy Improv?
1: Um, sort of through lockdown. Um, obviously, online improv has become like the thing, uh, really taken off, and Zoom improv. So it's kind of just from my joining loads of like Facebook groups of just <laughs> improv-related stuff and. I've been trying to think of this all week. I can't remember exactly where I found out about LCI. I assume it was just um, like through one of the groups. Right. And I was quite keen to improve my long-form skills. My background's mainly short-form. So, yeah, I, I tried a couple of those classes, and I'm just really, really enjoying them.
0: So who were you performing with before Liverpool Comedy Improv? Um, I
1: mostly work with school of improv in Newcastle so i okay. did their their beginners course nearly 4 years ago may okay. 20 may will mark my um 4 year improvversary Woo-hoo. awesome
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and how did you get into that then so where did it all begin
1: um i've done like performance stuff for most of my life really um coming from like school plays and doing like um the performing arts school at the weekend and really took into drama, but did not enjoy anything (laughs) improv-related. Anything improv-related, I hung back from big style for fear of like just mucking up or making an absolute fool out of myself. And I was happy to just watch people who seemed to know what they were doing and just be like, yeah, I wish I could be like them, but I'm not like them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So how, uh, how did you get out of that? How did you change things?
1: through the suggestibles who are an improv group in newcastle i would say the original improv group from my hometown okay um so they did a workshop at my uni i did drama at northumbria and in my final year they came in to do a workshop and they always leave little leaflets for school of improv which is their little sub project thing yeah Um, so i found out about that in the beginner's course and i was like do you know what I find it so impressive that people can just do this, like just make up scenes on the spot. And as I later found out in life, play is on the spot, full improvised plays. So I thought, let's get in on this. Let's like build a bit of confidence. <laughs> um, be one of these people who can just make stuff up on the spot.
0: <laughs> so you said it was something initially that you, you were kind of afraid of. You didn't see how people could do it. And then you started to do it. when you started to do it. Do you think that you unlocked something new inside yourself or you realised, oh, I've actually been doing this all my life, I've just never realized I was using these improv skills? Um
1: I'm trying to think now. It's um I don't know if I'd particularly noticed that I'd use them like in my life really. Um it's more More sort of, as I've gotten to know, the art form, I think. um, And people do talk about improv is kind of just real life, um, almost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah.
0: Are you the sort of person that enjoys to really study the craft or are you the sort of performer that likes to rely sort of more on what just comes naturally? It
1: was... um... It was initially um, sort of what comes naturally, but as I've progressed down the line and gotten yeah. more into improv than I ever thought I would, <laughs> um, it's gotten to like um, obviously liking, following loads of um, pages on like Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And got two improv books for my birthday last month as well. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, so you mentioned that you've done mostly short form, but you've ventured into more long-form with LCI and probably with yeah. some others. So what do you think about the longer form and how do you think it compares to the short form?
1: I'm really enjoying it. Um, it has definitely got the challenges. So I'm still at the stage where I'm finding myself sometimes a bit hesitant to jump in and yeah. thinking, oh, like, I've got these ideas, but are they going to make the show like, actually flow properly or make sense? What if someone else has a better idea? <laughs> And that's one thing that it does still hold me back a little bit to this day but particularly when i first started someone else will most likely have a better idea which which as you as you go on um you start to realize like not nah, just go for it
0: <laughs> and how do you feel about calling scene in a scene are, are you confident with picking a good point to finish a scene
1: slowly getting there
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I think I've noticed with lots of people, so I've been coming through the last year, and I've been playing with lots of people who have been playing for a similar amount of time as me, and we've had lots of conversations about having to sort of build the confidence to just go in and call the scene instead of being polite and just letting it play out,
1: yeah, and it kind of comes with a bit of practice you um start to notice those points that are a good place to end, like if someone ends on a really good gag or there's like a potential cliffhanger in the scene. Someone has like a big reaction to something like the shock horror type thing, (laughs) anything like that. (laughs) So it kind of just comes from like practice and watching loads of scenes, just thinking like, that's a good place to cut off.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So with improv, you said you've been doing it for about four years, just coming up to four years. How long do you think you'd say you were doing improv before you really started to feel comfortable and confident with yourself in improv
1: um it took me certainly a good few months um i remember i did um my beginners course finished it at the end of may 2017 and i didn't do my first show till march the following year so Ah. because i struggle with my confidence anyway i think it did take a little while to build that up so until eventually i was just like nope just like just throw yourself in there like loads of other people have done it like it can't be that big a deal surely <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what type of um performing were you doing before improv
1: um so school of improv they do you know, i train with in newcastle they do two shows that rotate each month so the one that i've done is rat race which is like a short form game show so okay. two teams will um do a load of short form games, a few members of the audience will score them, and the team with the most points at the end will win. Then each judge will pick um three players who they thought like really stood out for like a good performance, or they were just really supportive to the teammates, and one yeah. of them will win rap Supreme and win some form of cheesy prize.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you said that you were performing before you were performing an improv and that improv used to scare you. What was it that you were performing before improv? Uh,
1: mostly sort of scripted stuff um, so like I did I did a lot with a uh, when I like started out with school productions and then um, did my formal art school at the weekend so some of that was um like divisory some of it was scripted as well so we'd get like the little bits oh, okay. of the plays things like that and so, then when I went to university, we did a, started to do a little bit more sort of devising. So I, now I think about it, I guess there might have been a little bit of improv in there and I just didn't realise.
0: Okay. So was that all just acting based or were you dancing and singing as well or just acting?
1: Um, until I got to uni, oh, no I actually, because I was in Musical Theatre Society. So for my degree, it was purely just performance related, but on the side as well, a bit of dance and singing as well.
0: Okay, cool. And are you someone that enjoys those extra elements like the singing and the dancing
1: i would say so yeah i Um, do quite like that
0: have you have you done much in terms of performing with the singing and the dancing or outside of musical theater type things have you been in any bands or dance crews or anything like that no nothing like that (laughs) (laughs) um so getting into improv you mentioned before about four years ago and you made that decision you're going to give this a go were you apprehensive at that point
1: i think going into my first beginner's lesson i was more excited than nervous which i didn't think i would be so i thought i've got i've got good teachers they've had like over 30 years in the business they know what they're talking about and everyone else is like me um Completely new to the art form, just like wanted to try something different. Yeah, I, just, I think I just kind of try to keep that in my in my mindset.
0: Okay, so if someone came to you to ask for some advice about getting into improv because they were feeling apprehensive going into it, what would you say to them?
1: Uh, I'm th- I'm thinking like just do it, but obviously sometimes having that little bit of a push can be quite difficult. So. I'd probably mention um, just the fact that the improv community, as I found out like through lockdown and engaging through um, loads of different classes, yeah. the community is so supportive. And like, even when I come out of classes with people I don't know, straight away, I feel at home because like you almost are part of a family, like an, a global improv family. We're all yeah. just here to do yeah. something we love. And we we love seeing new people as well.
0: I think the the lockdown situation has been, an incredible time for improv for people to just connect from all over the world. And the word community really sums it up. It it truly is a global community and it's such a supportive community as well.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: Uh, That's what I've really enjoyed this last year. Just sort of so much terrible, so much uh, sadness and uncertainty happening in the world. And to just know that you can just be at home, And you can just put your iPad on or your laptop on and you're going to have a good time with people from all over the world.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It's just a a couple of hours of escapism. Just have some fun. Yeah, that's it. really. Yeah.
0: And just just nice people having a good time.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I I don't think I'm clinging on to the desk as I say this because touch wood and all that. But I've never met a person in improv who I don't like. (laughs) Everyone has been lovely.
0: Awesome. And... (laughs) What fascinates me about meeting all of these different people doing improv is that they come from so many different walks of life and personalities are so varied, yet the shared passion just means that everyone just makes it all work together.
1: Yeah. And the fact that you've got all those different backstories as well, and that can inspire you as an improviser. So you might see, um, you might like watch a show or something, or you're in class, someone else is doing a scene and you think what they just did like that, The way they use their body or whatever that physicality that was really impressive i want to like try and do that sometime or ask them like what inspired them to do that is that something they normally do so you really can take inspiration from other improvisers as well just like watching them thinking i I like what you did i want to try that
0: (laughs) (laughs) and are there any performers that Uh, Maybe from the improv world, maybe just from the comedy world. Are there any people that you would consider influences on your way of playing?
1: That is a good question. I've been trying to think of comedy heroes. Um, Two of the main ones I would say definitely would be Victoria Wood. I absolutely love her stuff and watched like quite a few documentaries and old sketch shows of her over Christmas. And one as well, this is from stand up. I think I know more people who hate him than love him, but I think he's incredible. Michael McIntyre. Michael McIntyre. I love that guy. I love his stand-up. I think I've realised I quite like observational comedy as well, and the fact he just like critiques what we do in real life and you're just there thinking, oh, my gosh, I do that too. Why do I do this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and have you ever toyed with um, actually doing stand-up?
1: the thought has occurred to me but honestly the idea again quite scary um who knows it might happen
0: <laughs> What's this as place? of yet no
1: set plans but um, <laughs> it crosses my mind every now and again but i think also the fact that i'm watching the marvelous mrs mazel at the minute that might might be a bit of inspiration
0: uh, okay. cool. <laughs> and when the world gets back to normal or if the world gets back to normal we don't know what the future is going to look like uh do you think that there is still going to be a strong online presence for improv
1: definitely i've i've heard quite a few teachers talking about it and it's one thing they didn't realize until um like a few months in and they started getting improvisers from like all over the world including like lci of course we've had um We've had uh, India, we've had America, people from literally all over. Yeah. And the fact that we've got those connections, I think improv teachers, like really want to keep them and stay involved with these improvisers, like keep working with them.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess for the, for the teachers, it's, it's just a great way for them to share their craft with people that like they never would get to share it with before. Absolutely. And and certainly for people like us that want to go to those classes, we're going to get taught by people that we would never have had the opportunity to learn from before. So yeah. it's win-win. <laughs> um, I want to talk to you about improv troops. Are you a member of any improv troops?
1: Online, I am. Online. So this is through um, just like searching through different troops within lockdown. So... It was in July last year, I did a course with the nursery all about long form, Yeah. and it was by about week three, there were six of us involved, including myself, six improvisers, six different countries, which is really impressive, (laughs) and it was about week three or four, we thought, you know, we really enjoy working together, like, guys, do you want to carry on, like, meeting up even when this course is finished? So, we're still doing that, like meeting on a friday morning just getting together to do some improv and Ooh. actually recording it and putting it out to like facebook and youtube now so
0: so what's your troop called and where can people find that
1: um we've got a page honey spiders so we've just spider. been posting little long form sort of mid-form long-form sets on there and a project we've got it's in very very early days at the minute we okay. tried a pilot episode a couple of weeks ago now is an improvised sitcom Oh. which is completely alien to me wow. and i think everyone else as well but again i'm just like take that risk like if you fail so what because obviously that's the, one of the very first things you learn in improv failure is is good
0: yeah so well tell me more about this sitcom <laughs> how did that come about how does it work
1: it kind of just came about from a discussion of um things we wanted to do um, I think someone just mentioned it one morning when we met up, and we were just like, "Yeah, let's do that." So we tried thinking of um, a setting, and the setting—it's—it's—it's going to sound really random, but we're all <laughs> former child stars whose careers have gone a bit um, downhill, okay. and we're in—we're in what's almost like AA for former child stars, <laughs> and we just like have—we have to do like have to go to these sessions every week and just meet up
0: i i really like the sound of that <laughs> that's a great idea
1: so hopefully we get more out of that as i say um we've just done like a little little pilot episode so far and still like getting to know the characters yeah but hopefully hopefully that'll take off
0: so how long um, is the pilot episode
1: uh we, we ha- i don't think we've actually put it out yet i think it was only about 20 minutes
0: okay Well, that's great. That's about the the length of a standard sitcom if you take out the breaks. True. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's something I'm definitely going to go and check out. Sounds good. Yay. Um, I just want to play a quick word association game with you. I like to do this sometimes with my guests. Uh, So I'll just say a word or a phrase, and then you just say the first thing that comes to your mind when I say those words. Okay. Improv online. Awesome. Zoom.
1: Technical difficulties.
0: <laughs> Live audience. Yay. Time zones.
1: Complicated. Puns. Excellent.
0: Improv troupe.
1: Opportunity. Long form. Adventure. Short form. Fun.
0: Excellent, thank you. That is uh, our little game come to an end there. Now, I mentioned pun. <laughs> I mentioned puns in there, and you were positive about the puns. Are you a good punner? <laughs>
1: Average. I'm. I'm not brilliant. I. I wish. I really want to hone that ability to just be able to come up with puns on the spot, and and one of the things I admire actually um that I've seen in a couple of the LCI live streams and the Oika show oh,
0: awesome. is
1: one six eight.
0: Oh yeah, I would
1: love to play that game at some point and just get better at puns. <laughs> As I've been watching it, I've been trying to think of it in my head, and I've had I've had one or two.
0: Yeah,
1: but the fact that people can literally just come up with a pun like that is just incredible.
0: It is. Something that can be learned, I think. You can definitely train that pun muscle just by... Yeah, it's,
1: mus- it's muscle memory, I would say. Just, like, like keep at it.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm a teacher. I'm a primary school teacher when I'm not improvising. And I think most of my day is mostly just spent cracking jokes about things, just puns that just roll off the nice. tongue constantly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the children are very quick to tell me that they don't approve of my dad jokes. But, oh, no! <laughs> but at the same time, they're laughing, so I take it as a win.
1: <laughs> That's the best way to look at it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, away from improv now, uh, where are you from?
1: I'm from the lovely city of Newcastle-upon-Tyne, North England.
0: Awesome. I didn't want to presume it was Newcastle, because you can be around that area and still have a similar accent, can't you? But.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I think you have to be like actually from the northeast to be able to decipher the different accents. So, like a like a Georgian Sunderland accent, for example, Maccam. Like the differences are very very subtle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And when you were younger, do you think people would have picked you out as Oh, there's someone that's funny, and would go on to do improv comedy?
1: I don't know if they would have done. I think. I think performer in general. Yeah. Um, But specifically improv, um, I don't think so. (laughs) Uh,
0: Comedian at all?
1: Um, I don't think anyone's seen that light. No. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, So when you were younger, what sort of comedy shows did you enjoy watching, whether it's sitcoms or stand up or anything?
1: dinner ladies for one victoria wood again oh yeah and that is my all-time favorite sitcom i mean i've seen it n- i can't even count how many times so many and it's still funny even and even when i can quote it by heart and like refine myself reciting the script i'm still laughing <laughs> and um what else did i watch when i was younger faulty towers were all fa- a fan of in my family uh yeah, those are the main two. And so,
0: then... Victoria Wood, great with characters. Faulty Towers, they've got great characters in that show. Do you consider yourself a, a character improviser? Some people are really good at creating characters. Are you one of those people?
1: I do enjoy a bit of character work, definitely. But um, it's something I feel like I maybe don't do as much as I should. I'm definitely guilty in the real world, certainly in shows, of just coming on, on stage as myself. Whereas <laughs> it's, it's so easy to just, um, like, put, put your shoulder forward or whatever, or have, like, really wide open eyes, put on an accent, something like that.
0: And over the last year, when improv has just been online, do you think it's meant that you've had to change your style?
1: That's something I've never thought about. Actually, uh, I certainly can't go as physical. Um, I normally do. I normally do the sessions up in my bedroom, which is tiny anyway because youngest sibling. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have a lot of space in there. So, but I do what I can.
0: So you're in the family home. Yeah. And what do they think when they hear what's going on behind the bedroom door?
1: i do worry about what they think they've never actually said anything but there are times where my characters like ended up shouting or whatever so there was one particular scene in a liverpool workshop a few weeks ago where every single line i said was said at the top of my voice so I like, <laughs> what the heck they thought of that they probably just hear random things and like okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> and because you're in a house with other people have you had any situations where you've not been able to improvise because it's going to create too much noise and someone needs to sleep in because they've had a shift or anything like that?
1: Thankfully, no. Um, I've been quite lucky.
0: Oh, well, that's good. It's just I know of some people that have been unable to to improvise at certain times because it, it would wake up people in their house.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So other than improv, how have you managed to entertain yourself this last year?
1: Uh, I'm trying to think now, um, a bit of reading, um, Do you like my books, um, watching a lot of telly, watching shows I probably should have seen by now, but haven't. <laughs> when, when lockdown was first announced, I made a list on my phone of just all the TV shows that I should really watch, which I think a lot of them I have gotten through and most recently as well just since 2021 i have started a sketch writing course
0: which is pretty
1: exciting
0: and who are you doing that with
1: that is um with howard johnson who works with a i think it's the comedy lab in america but it's taught through the nursery
0: okay cool so you do a lot with the nursery
1: Um, Little bits and bobs. So I've done a couple of courses and a couple of their electives as well.
0: Oh yeah, awesome. And before lockdown hit, when you weren't improvising then, how how did you spend your time? What sort of hobbies did you have then?
1: Uh, To be honest, it was mostly improv and then whenever I could um, read a book.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And were you working at that point? Has it majorly affected you working?
1: lockdown has yeah definitely um so i remember i remember actually it was um the 16th of march um 2020 and i've gone up to my job in northumberland we um we're just doing a bit of prep for the season and then my manager came in like yeah guys we're not going to be opening so like yeah, when, when you go home today, then we're just like not coming back. And then I had emails from freelance stuff as well, like the I lead creative writing workshops as well. I had an email from them like, yeah, fortunately, the sessions can't take place. Yeah, just I, I work in, in mul- multiple jobs and all of them within the space of a few days. Like, right, we're going to have to close, guys. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So
0: have you had to find new ways to generate income or have you been furloughed?
1: Um, I got furloughed from, um, from one of them, so that's good. A little bit of money coming in. Do, do
0: you think that the the price for some of the courses has put you off doing some of what's on offer?
1: Yes and no, because um, I think it's, it's obviously good to browse around. Um, yeah. And then think about sort of what you'd like to do. I remember actually um, when we did a class in LCI, it was John Nguyen teaching it. And he mentioned that improv's like a buffet in that you take what you want and then then come back. And you can always go back to the table when you want to look at something else. So you might want to like, delve a bit more into character. You book on a character workshops yeah. and courses, yeah. things like that. Then later down the line, you might think, oh, I'll come back for some narrative stuff, things like that. So. It's a little bit about being selective, um, potentially a little bit of budgeting as well. Yeah, just thinking about sort of what you want to improve in yourself as a performer.
0: Yeah, cool. And there's, uh, oh, I had a question and it's gone out of my head. <laughs> <laughs> How unprofessional of me.
1: <laughs> it's easily
0: done, don't worry. Um, oh yeah, here's what I wanted to say. So Emma Bird. said something a while back and it resonated with me and it was improv finds you when you need it you don't find it it finds you so with that in mind when improv found you do you think it was something that you needed and it took your life down a route that you needed it to go down
1: um guess a little bit yeah um as i mentioned before like um i do i do tend to sort of lack confidence and self-esteem quite a lot of the time and improvs definitely help with that um it's been good um in terms of career change as well um so when i graduated from uni i kept my job that i had at uni like in a little cafe yeah. but then um found found a dream job that involved performing like as the main thing got that and just like ended up quitting the cafe doing that pretty much full time so i i guess yeah i guess improv has sort of helped and as i say like just take that plunge sort of do do what you want to do really like yeah, take the yeah. opportunity
0: and you mentioned there about confidence self-esteem issues something that fascinates me not just about improvisers but about performers in general i know lots of performers from all different uh types of performing that away from their sort of on-stage persona do struggle with with confidence and why do you think that is why do you think there's so many people that are so confident on the stage but as soon as they come away from their on-stage persona they just go back into themselves
1: It's something that really fascinates me as well. Um, I know a lot of performers like that. Um, I wonder if it's something to do with the fact that you've kind of got that, you can't have that character to hide behind. Or um, you feel like going on stage is a good opportunity to sort of, a good way to express yourself. Um, I hope that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think so. Do you see yourself as someone moving forward with improv that might perhaps take on a teacher role and facilitate some sessions?
1: Yeah, actually, it's that's something else I've thought about recently. I think maybe with with a bit more practice and um, maybe looking at some more long form and things like that. Yeah, maybe I would like to teach a session or two, maybe start out with beginners and then sort of gradually progress from there. That would be really interesting.
0: And you said about learning a bit more about long form. Is that something that you're swaying more towards in terms of you'd like to just learn more about that and perhaps teach more of that or would you go in with beginners Um, for the short form?
1: uh, Certainly learn more about long form for the time being. I think um, if it came to teaching, I'd definitely start out beginners and then and then once um sort of worked my way up from there so start teaching a little bit of short form like maybe some games or a bit of scene work things like that sort of worked my way up
0: what was your first sort of knowledge of long form was it before we went online with everything
1: it was yeah so i'd actually i'd actually started doing um long form classes in the real world in in 2020 and then of course um the same the same time i had all my all the emails through about my jobs like we had the message in our little facebook group from school of improv just like yeah we can't run the sessions anymore sorry guys (laughs) that was a bit like i was just getting to grips with it (laughs) but we've done what we can we found the online platform
0: and had you seen some long-form shows before you started doing it
1: i'd seen a couple yeah in newcastle
0: and what what was your takeaway when you first watched it compared to what at that point was improv to you with the short form what did you think of the the long form compared to the short form
1: uh yeah i think yeah fascinating is probably the word how um how the brain sort of connects um the scene that's on stage and then how those character journeys can develop um like how your mind figures these things
0: out. Yeah, and as an actor, do you enjoy the the sort of the serious aspects of long form, whereas short form is seen as got to make a joke, got to be funny all the time. I mean, you don't have to be funny in short form, but most people yeah. see it as as, as got to be funny. Yeah. Whereas long form, you can you can have like really deep. Thoughts and really strong emotional characters is that something that as an actor that you enjoy?
1: I do yeah now and again. I think as you mentioned, um when you do think of improv, you do primarily think of comedy, so every now and again, when you do get those serious scenes, you're all like, that, that was amazing like, and we'd, we've done a couple one or two um with honey spiders as well that are out there to watch. And we've stopped recording. We've just been like, what, guys? That was, like, really moving. (laughs) How did we do
0: this? (laughs) And I I find with actors in general, lots of actors that I know, they don't want to do improv and they're scared of it. And I don't know why, because some of these people I know that are actors, I just know would be incredible at improv. So what would you say to an actor that is dead against improv because they like knowing what they're supposed to say and they're afraid of not having a script. What would you say to encourage them to just give improv a go? Uh,
1: that's interesting because that's kind of what happened to me. I was always um, more comfortable behind the script. Um, how would you encourage other actors to get into improv? Um, in my mind at the minute, I've got um, an idea of taking the character you're playing in the script you've got and maybe trying to put them in a new scenario. So give them, like, a location, think about how they would behave. Or even right. just, um if they if they don't want to actually improvise the scene, just have a discussion of, like, what could happen. Yeah. Maybe. And then you kind of are improvising. You're thinking, like, like, what could happen? And you are still sort of making stuff up in the moment as to how your character would respond in that situation, how they would... um interact with the with the other person in that scene.
0: Yeah. Well yeah, that's that's good advice. <laughs> <laughs> um and so your your troop honey spiders, did you say? Uh yeah. Uh you meet online. Do you plan to continue to meet online even after sort of the lockdown situation ends or do you you think you'll be able to get together and have some in-person things? Is that possible?
1: Um, I think in-person would be pretty difficult because we're based in uh, six different countries. So I think we are are all (laughs) all over the world, but I'm I'm hoping we can still meet online. Um, I did have a massive chunk um, from sort of August to about November where I luckily managed to get back to work. Um, towards oh, the end right. of the summer and through the autumn and up until Christmas, actually, because I was working as an elf then. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I did have to miss a big chunk, but um, we obviously just talk about it on a little chat, just like, is everyone up for Friday or can everyone make it? Things like that. And it's okay if like one or two people can't do it because we'll work around it. We'll maybe do a, another project or something. Oh,
0: that's cool. So just thinking about improv on the whole impact would you say improv has had on your life
1: an incredibly positive one
0: <laughs> <laughs> and is there anyone whether they're in improv or just in the world that could be famous it could be someone in your family is there anyone that just inspires you in life
1: Ooh, uh, that's another good question uh, I can't really pinpoint one, to be honest. Um, I, I guess just like friends and family in general and the and the support and the support they give you, really?
0: Okay, well, that's good. It's good to have a supportive family.
1: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and do you have any funny stories from scenes that you've done, whether in person or online where things haven't quite gone to plan?
1: Probably, but I'm struggling to bring them to mind.
0: <laughs> or any scenes that were really awesome and that even years after you still remember them fondly and, and remember every detail of the scene.
1: Again, there will be. Um you go on your improv journey, there's a lot more scenes to remember. So trying to pick one. On <laughs> <laughs> Cast your mind back. It's uh, a difficult one. I, I, can't, I can't really pinpoint one
0: specifically. Okay, that's cool. Uh, try a slightly easier question. What are some of your favourite short form games?
1: Um, I like alphabet. Really enjoy okay. alphabet. And one we do um, in, our, in our shows in Newcastle is the roller coaster. So we've got emotional roller coaster and we do genre and accents as well. So two people will just be doing a scene every now and again, you'll freeze it and the audience will suggest like an emotion and so like um, fear or something. And then you will play, continue the scene in absolute fear. Then it might be freeze, like glee, <laughs> C- continue the scene like really, really happily, things like that. So you can do, I, I love emotional roller coaster because I'm I'm the sort of person now who just like goes for it in terms of physicality and like how we, how to use the voice and everything. So really well going to that fear mode. Like just just really, really embrace it. <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> so it's uh, brilliant that just like snapping from emotion to motion. Awesome. Or um if you're doing genre or accent, whatever.
0: Speaking of accent, because you have a a very prominent accent, how are you are doing other accents?
1: I'm okay with UK ones. Once you get outside the UK, they become a bit questionable.
0: (laughs) Uh, Superb. So we're slowly starting to wrap this up now. I just want to give you this opportunity to plug any social media that you have. Where can people find you? The only
1: social media I have is Facebook and Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you want to find me on Facebook, I'm just... Helen Doyle and if you're an improviser you might see like that I'm mutual friends with loads of other improvisers and my twitter handle is at Helen Doyle 96.
0: Awesome and do you want to plug your troupe again?
1: Yes so we are Honey Spiders uh we post regularly um just our little get togethers and hopefully we will have more of the improvised sitcom oh as well um one of the members, Lindsay, who's an improviser in Brisbane, Australia. We did a little scene together at the very back end of 2020 right. between two right. sisters. And we're hoping as well to develop an improvised sketch show based around those sisters. Oh, really? Yeah. We've been trying to think of um, like new scenarios for them and we've sort of worked out the dynamic between them. So hopefully we'll be doing a bit more with that as well. Fingers crossed.
0: Awesome. So the first one that you did, is that available on the Facebook page of the Honey Spiders?
1: That is uh, on Lindsay's YouTube page. So if you look for Lindsay Drummond Improviser, she's got a channel called Drummond and Friend, where she just does a short scene with with an improviser from around the world and just posts that to our channel.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much. So the listeners can check you out on all of those places where you mentioned. And I wanna say thank you very much for this lovely chat. It's been great to get to know you better.
1: Yes, and thanks again for having me on.
0: You're very welcome, an absolute pleasure. So I'm gonna end it there. I'm gonna say thank you very much to Helen. And it's it's a goodbye from us. Bye. Well, thank you so much to Helen for that great interview. Some really great insight into all things improv. And don't forget, you can check out her group the honey Spiders on Facebook and check out everything they're up to now if you are interested in getting into improv or are already involved in improv and want to try out a different improv scene then all the info you need can be found at www.liverpoolcomedyimprov.co.uk you can also check us out on Facebook by searching for Liverpool Comedy Improv and on Twitter and Instagram we are at Live comedy Improv. If you're a member of the LCI community and you would like to be a guest on the show, then please get in touch with me or with Emma Bird and we'll make arrangements as soon as possible. Don't forget, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star review and rating and that'll just help us really boost the show and get our name out there. And don't forget, you can also check me out on Facebook instagram twitter and youtube just search for at ian luke jones and you will find me and all the things that i'm up to on my youtube channel you will see a weekly motivational monday video every monday a weekly humorous moment video every wednesday and lots of improv videos and other stuff on my channel for you to check out as that brings this week's episode to a close But before we go, as always, I need to give you some words that are wise, wise, wise. Always remember, whatever the situation, to treat life like improv and yes and...